0: I invite you to plant your feet on the earth, slow down, tune in, and get ready to create a life of meaning and magic. Hello and welcome back to episode 62 of the Wellpreneur Online Podcast. This is your host, Amanda Cook, and thank you so much for joining me this week so that we can build our wellness businesses together. So this week is the first of a three-part series all about spring cleaning your wellness business. And finally here in London, we've had actually a few weeks ago, we had this massive heat wave. It was just, it was great. And one thing that really makes me laugh about living in London is most of the time, and, and sorry to all your English people out there, but I really struggle with the weather. So most of the time it's pretty chilly and gray and a bit drizzly. But when it's nice out, Oh my gosh, like nice days in England are really just incredible with the blue skies and everyone's drinking pims and having strawberries and cream and picnics and it's great. So anyway, we had after this, you know, this winter that wasn't too bad, but just really gray and drizzly. We had our first week where it was really hot and sunny. So I still think in Fahrenheit. So it was probably like in the high 70s or I don't know that it hit 80, but we'll say like mid to high 70s and really sunny for a couple of days. And what really makes me laugh about England is that like the first day that is nice outside, everyone's out like in their shorts and flip-flops and tank tops, you know, just outside. And everyone gets sunburned that first day. And it's just so funny that we get like one little day of warm weather and everyone's so optimistic and just goes outside and actually gets burned. And I have to say, I kind of got a little bit burned too this year, which I took as a sign that I'm officially sort of becoming English after living here for seven years, that my skin has now gotten so pale that I too get burned on the first day of nice weather. So because of this nice weather and and all the plants are coming up and it's just really making me think about spring and lightening up, you know, we start thinking about, oh, how's our body looking and how's my skin looking and how am I feeling for this warmer weather that's coming along? And since we're all in wellness, of course, you're probably thinking about your diet and how you can lighten up and start to incorporate more greens and more water, more cleansing foods, more raw foods that are going to be a bit cooling and cleansing as we move into the warmer months. And in the same way that in the spring we're adjusting our you know our health routines, and we get this big urge to spring clean our houses, I think there's also a big opportunity here to spring clean our businesses. And that's what I wanted to dive into in these next three episodes. So this week, I'm going to be talking about spring cleaning your website. That's episode 62. And then next week in episode 63, we're going to talk about spring cleaning your email list. And then in episode 64, we're going to talk about spring cleaning your offerings. <music> Okay, so spring cleaning your website. I've got the top six ways that you can spring clean your website. And I think these are six steps that you can go through. And it just gives you like a quick check on how you're doing with your website and lets you freshen it up and gets a new perspective on your website. Now, there's just something about just back on this whole spring cleaning thing, I've been really, like I was saying last week, been really drawn to this idea of simplicity and essentialism and doing activities that have the most impact. And while we're on the topic of spring cleaning, I just wanted to remind you about one of my very favorite books that I discovered. I think I mentioned it earlier this year in a podcast. It's called The Magic Art of Tidying by Marie Condor. I think that's her name. She goes by her nickname, Con Marie. So if you just look up The Magic Art of Tidying, you'll get a link to this book. It's just fantastic. She's a Japanese woman that has this really innovative and simple and beautiful approach to decluttering. and It's just so easy. You basically just ask, does this bring me joy? And at first I thought, there's no way this is going to work. I mean, how do you know if like this piece of clothing brings me joy? But I kid you not, as you go through your closet and you hold these pieces of clothing and you ask, does this bring me joy? You just know immediately in your gut if you really like this dress or not. Like I used to hold on to pieces of clothing that I thought, oh, well, you know, if I decided to go back in the corporate world and I had an interview or I had like this type of corporate networking event, I would wear that dress. And it was a nice dress and I'd never really worn it. So I felt a bit guilty about getting rid of it anyway. So it sat in my closet. But as soon as I went through the magic art of tidying, I just immediately held it. And I was like, does this bring me joy? No, like obviously it doesn't. That's why I've never worn it. And so I just got to let it go and donate it to charity. And that's awesome. My closet is looking super empty, but it's just the stuff that I love and wear. So that's pretty fun. Anyway, check that out. I'll put that in the show notes as well. But I started thinking, you know, can we apply this logic of does this bring me joy to our businesses? And this week, what we're talking about is to our websites. And I think that's a really interesting idea. So as we're going through and spring cleaning our businesses and our websites and our email lists and our offerings, does it bring me joy? And if it doesn't, maybe you don't need to do it just because everybody else has something. Maybe you don't have to. I think that's really freeing. You know, there's not just one way to build a successful wellness business online and we can kind of trust our gut. And I think that's a big challenge as entrepreneurs is how do we actually trust our gut and trust that feeling of, you know what, this doesn't bring me joy and I'm going to let it go. Okay, so let's start talking now about how you can spring clean your website. So the first thing I would do, step number one, is to take a fresh look at your website and approach it as if with that beginner's mind, right? So approach it as if you were a new visitor to your website. Now, I've had a website, oh gosh, well, I've had this website, Vintage Amanda, my natural beauty blog for six or almost seven years now. But before that, I've had other websites as well. I used to run a different podcast about etiquette that was quite funny, I thought, back in the day when I lived in DC. Anyway, we had a website there. And when you are running your business and you're you're responsible for your website, it's like you almost get blinders on. So you stop seeing what's actually on your website. You're so in the weeds and in the details. You kind of forget the big picture about what's going on on your website. So what I would recommend is that you start your spring cleaning first by getting centered and just going into yourself and just remembering why you're doing your business, right? So if you have a vision board, you might want to look at that or just take a few minutes to get quiet and kind of tune into yourself. And then I want you to approach your website as if you were a new visitor. And I don't mean scrutinizing the copy or looking at the little tiny details that you normally get lost in, but the big picture. So I want you to click through, start with your homepage and give it a read. And then click all the links. I want you to visit every single page on your website. Every single page. When is the last time you've done that? And I want you to just have a look for, does anything jump out at you? Does anything just look wrong or feel weird, feel out of alignment? Or is something really ugly? Like, does something just not fit with the ethos of your site? Or is it confusing? So here we're just really going with a gut check about things that jump out at you that just might not be right. Now, I know for me personally, this has happened, especially when I used to do, I still do do a lot of my own web design and graphics. But I know in the beginning when I wasn't so good at it or when I hadn't really developed my style, sometimes I'd just get so frustrated. I'd just be like, that's good enough and I'm just going to put it up because I can't deal with it. And to be honest, a lot of times that is the right approach because we just need to keep moving forward. But now that you have time this spring, you can go back and look and say, you know what, is that just not really right? Like, could that be, this this thing just doesn't feel right with the rest of my site. Another thing you might find is maybe things you've stuck in your sidebar of your blog that you've forgotten that are even there. Or if you have a resources page or someplace where you have advertising on your site, have you put up links or ads or promoting different products that actually you should have taken down? I know I've done that before that I've promoted like a certain program or a certain opt-in and then I've kind of forgotten about it on one page and found it lingering like weeks or months later and needed to remove it. So what you want to do is just click through every single page of your site and not the super nitty gritty detail stuff, but just get a sense for it. What's there? What's the scope of it? And are there things that really need to be changed that just aren't right? And just make a list of them. We're not talking about a thorough, detailed, you know, every single little thing that's bugging you. But as a new visitor to the site, what are the big areas that just really need to be fixed or changed? And are there little things like old graphics or old ads that you can quickly remove? Don't remove them now. Just add them to the list. Okay, number two of spring cleaning your website is I want you to go behind the scenes. So if you're using WordPress, you would go into your admin dashboard. How are you doing with your updates? to your software and having the latest versions of like WordPress or your plugins, are there lots of updates that need to be applied? That's a good thing to know. This would be a good time now to apply those updates just to get yourself up to date. That's really important with security and just making sure you have the latest functionality. But let me say, and this links to number three, before you apply those updates, you probably wanna check in on your backup strategy. So number three is how are your backups working? you might want to ask yourself, are you even backing up your website, right? But even if you are, I find that backups are something that you kind of set it and forget it, which is good. That's how it should be. But this is a good time of year to go in and just check, you know, you scheduled your backups to run every night. Are they actually running every night? And maybe it's been a year since you've looked at your backups. So what's happening? Is it storing all the backups from all time? Or is it just storing like, the last three backups, just to get back in touch with what's actually happening with your backup strategy to make sure that your site is backed up. Now, if you don't have backups in place, this is kind of like a different topic. But if you're on WordPress, you can either upgrade to this premium WordPress hosting, which is the one I use. I've moved all of my sites to it. It's called WP Engine. It's totally brilliant hosting. I'm an affiliate for them, actually, but I use them for both my sites. So I'll put a link to WP Engine in the show notes, which will be at wellpruneronline.com slash 62 if you'd like to check them out. If you're not using premium hosting, you could buy a plugin for WordPress, something like Backup Buddy, which I used for years before I moved over to WP Engine. Backup Buddy is by a company called iThemes, and it just helps you to easily back up your site. You definitely want to have backups. Will save you so much headache if something happens to go wrong. So you'll probably wanna take a backup and then run any updates and make sure that you're all up to date behind the scenes. Okay, number four for spring cleaning your website. I want you to go back and look at your website and specifically at the home page. And here's a couple of things I want you to look at on the homepage. First, when you first arrive at your homepage, is it really clear what you do? So I don't want you to have to scroll, I don't want you to have to like move around or click something. I just want you to look when you first load up your website, is it clear what you do? It should be really clear. It should say with a statement like who you are and what you do or in the title of your site. Like it really needs to be clear to people within just a couple of seconds because when people are confused, they leave. So first check, is it clear what you do on your homepage? Then the other thing to check is, is there an email opt-in box? So can people sign up for your email list from your homepage? And I feel like I've talked about many times before on the podcast, but it's super important to start building your email list. And having opt-in boxes on the front of your site, as well as maybe beneath your blog posts and on specific pages, is a really important way to do that. And the third thing I want you to check on your website, is there an easy way for people to contact you? So on your homepage, is there a link in your menu bar to contact you that goes to a contact form, right? You want to make it really easy for your potential customers to get in touch. Okay, number five, and this is something that you might not think about with spring cleaning, but I think it's a really important and important point, is to revisit your about page. So after your homepage, the about page is probably the most visited page on your site. And your about page, which I think we talked about back in that interview with Nikki Elledge Brown, the copywriter, but your about page, although it's about you, it's really about your customers and the problems that they have. That's how we want to be writing it. We want to be writing it to share your story, but in a way that's resonating with them and their problems. And for me, this is something that as our business evolves, we'll need to evolve with our latest messaging and our latest, you know, how we're feeling and and who we're working with and how our brand is positioned. So have a read of your about page. Does it still reflect you? Does it still reflect the kinds of people that you're working with and the kinds of problems that you're solving? Now, again, this probably isn't the time to change your about page right now, but just add it to your list of spring cleaning that you'd like to do on your website. And the number six is the number six way to spring clean your website is to take a look at Google Analytics. So if you use WordPress or another website system that has Google Analytics integrated into it, You can either see some Google Analytics results like in your admin dashboard on WordPress, or better yet, you actually log into Google Analytics. And a really easy thing to check is what your most popular posts or pages are. So if you go into Google Analytics, then in the left sidebar, you want to go to behavior and then to site contents and then to all pages. And this will show you which of the pages on your site are the most popular. This is really interesting to know you might really be surprised at what the most popular pages are on your site. Now, for me, for my Vintage Amanda site, which is all about natural health and wellness and herbal remedies and natural beauty, I've written, I mean, I've just got, I don't know, hundreds of posts over the past few years. But actually, the most popular posts always end up being super random. One of my most popular posts is about onion cough syrup which is a really cool recipe, actually. You might want to go check it out. It's just a couple of ingredients. You can make it up. It's ready within a couple of hours with just like no effort. And it's a really old fashioned traditional cough syrup that's good for adults and children, especially children. And it's been used for hundreds, if not maybe thousands of years. And I wrote this blog post and it is super popular. Now, to be honest, that's not what I thought my most popular post would be, but it's really interesting to know that because, well, I'll explain why in a few minutes, but another one of my most popular posts is actually how to soften hard honey, which is, I'm kind of annoyed that that's one of the most popular posts because it doesn't really have anything to do with my subjects, right? It doesn't have that much to do with natural health, but basically I noticed one of my jars of honey in my cabinet went hard and so I wanted to figure out how to soften it. This is years ago, back like six years ago when I first started my blog. I wrote a blog about my different research and how I softened it. And oh my gosh, I get a huge amount of traffic through that. So, what you want to do is take a look at what are your most popular pages and posts. And then from that, you can get a sense of why are people coming to your site? Are the things that are most popular? What subject areas are they in? And then how might you use that traffic and really leverage that traffic? So, for example, I had this how do you soften hard honey post, which has really nothing to do with health coaching or learning to make beauty products. And I was thinking, well, I've got a large amount of traffic coming into this post every day, like hundreds of people coming to visit this post every day. So not all of them will be interested in what I'm doing, but some of them might be. So how could I, from that post, start to try to drive people into other areas of my site? So at the bottom, so I went back and I revised the post and this people ask me this all the time. Is it okay to go edit my old blog posts? Yes, they're your blog posts. You do what you want with them. So I went back into that how to soften hard honey post and edited it and I've kind of broke it up. I think I put in some better pictures. I put in subheadings to make it easier to read because I've advanced in my blogging and I know how to make things a bit more readable and friendly. I made like a clickable Pinterest image at the top to try to get some sharing to increase the traffic to it. But also towards the bottom, I said, oh, now that you've got some honey, here are some other recipes on my site using honey that you might be interested in. And I linked to things like how to use honey as a face mask or a face cleanser, which is like so amazing if you haven't done it, by the way. And just some other posts that I've written about honey. And what that's done is actually driven So these people that are normally just coming in to read this one post to learn how to soften their honey, when they read that post, now they're offered other content that's more, that might be interesting to them. And it's going to drive some of those people further into my site. So... What I want you to do is take a look at Google Analytics. What are the most popular pages? And then take a look at those pages. You know, is there a way that you can put an email opt-in on those pages? Is there a way you can optimize that content to make it convert better? Or to drive people further into your site? Or to get them to sign up for one of your free opt-in gifts? It's really valuable to see not just where you wish people would go on your site or what you think are the most important pages. But where are people actually going on your site? Which are the most popular pages? Because that's where your traffic is. So that is where we can really start. We've got some leverage that we've got people there. So let's start trying to get those people to convert. Okay, so what I'd like you to do is go back and do these, what were there, one, two, three, four, five, six tasks, right? So go take a fresh look at your site, just at a high level, clicking through every single page like a new visitor, and make a list of the stuff that jumps out at you that needs to change or any old things that you need to get rid of. Go behind the scenes and make sure you're up to date with your WordPress updates or your software or plugin updates. Check that your backup software is actually working, or if you don't have a backup solution, please get a backup solution. You'll thank me in the future. Then I want you to go back to your homepage and look at those clear key features on your front page. So is it clear what you do? Can people opt into your email list? And is there a way for people to contact you? Take a read of your about page to see if that's still reflecting who you are. And then I'd like you to dive into Google Analytics and get an idea of what your most popular pages are and see if there's some way you can leverage those pages or make them more effective for you. So what you've got here now is a list. I don't know how long your list will be. You know, it might, it kind of just depends on the year that you're going through it and where you are in your business evolution. But take that list and then I want you to prioritize it. So what feels like the most urgent thing to work on? So like, for example, if your site isn't backed up, that is like the number one thing you should get in place. Or if there's not an email opt-in box on your front page, that's pretty important too. So give it a priority and then you can just start working them off. So it's not something that you need to get totally stuck and doing everything now, but this whole spring cleaning process is just giving you a big high level view of your website and showing you those areas that you could start focusing on to really get some good improvement and a big impact in your business. Now, before I wrap up, I just wanted to mention and circle back to say something about this honey as a face mask thing, because I think all of you out there in wellness would be pretty interested in this. Honey is totally amazing as a face cleanser and also as a facial mask. So all you have to do is tie your hair back and then on dry skin, you just like apply some honey, just like scoop out a tablespoon of it and just apply it with your fingers, let it sit for 10 minutes and then rinse it off with warm water. And oh my gosh, it! Totally makes your skin really soft and you get this nice rosy glow. When I used to travel for work in my corporate job, I did this all the time because anywhere you go, any hotel in the world, you can always find those little packets of honey, right? That come with the tea. And it is so nice after a long day to just like put on some honey as a face mask and relax for a few minutes. And then it rinses away super easily because it's sugar and sugar dissolves, right? So you can easily splash it away and your skin just looks really nice. Honey is actually, as you probably know, used to heal like skin ulcers, especially manuka honey. Like the the mainstream medical industry has figured out that it's okay to actually use honey to heal skin ulcers, and that's because honey has a really is really really good at helping the skin to regenerate itself. So that's another reason that I love it. It's good if you have like any acne scars or any sort of like yeah just little scars or scabs or damage on your skin. Honey is really good for that. It's also Uh, helps to attract moisture into the skin. So it kind of like plumps it up and moistens it and also is a little bit of a natural exfoliant. Anyway, I totally love honey as a face mask or honey as a face cleanser and as a little spring clean for yourself, for all of you. That's a really nice treat. So definitely give that a try this week if you're up for that. Okay, so I'm actually off to go try to actually employ all of these little spring cleaning tips on my own website as part of my simplifying and consolidation process, which feels really good. So I'd love to hear how you get on with this. You can leave a comment just back on the blog, which is at wellprinteronline.com 62. That's also where you can find all the show notes where I'll link to everything that I talked about in this episode. And as always, I'd love it if you'd follow me on Instagram. I'm at Vintage Amanda and I'm also at Vintage Amanda on Twitter. So let me know what you're doing to spring clean your business this year. So I hope you have a fantastic week and I will see you back here very soon with the next part in the series where we'll be talking about spring cleaning your email list.